Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, January 20th. This is your FT News Briefing. The U.S. Senate is going after big tech today, and U.S. banks are excited for interest rate rises in 2022. Plus, Western powers are threatening Russia with further sanctions if it attacks Ukraine. But one problem is that, so far, they haven't really worked well. What is the actual goal of the sanctions? If it's inflicting pain on the Russian economy, then yes, they can be pretty effective. But in terms of actually getting Russia to change its policy to stop the war in eastern Ukraine, then that hasn't been successful. We'll talk with our Moscow bureau chief, Max Seddon, about what Russia's been doing to sanction-proof its economy. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Today, U.S. senators will debate legislation aimed at constraining the power of big tech. It's one of the few things lawmakers from both parties agree on. Two bills are on the table. The central goal is to ban misuse of data for competitive advantage and to prevent bias in search results to favor a search engine's own products. The proposals will also prevent platforms from charging third-party merchants for services in return for more prominent placement. As you might expect, the big tech companies have lined up in opposition. They've warned of dire consequences if the bills are passed into laws, and Amazon says it's being unfairly singled out. But smaller companies like audio hardware maker Sonos support the bill. They say big tech companies have abused their gatekeeper status and made it difficult for other businesses to compete in the digital marketplace. U.S. banks have been reporting fourth quarter earnings and bottom line, 2021 was another banner year of record profits. 2022 is looking good too. Banks are looking forward to a new normal and higher interest rates. Here's our U.S. banking correspondent, Imani Moise. Banks are definitely excited because rather than avoiding losses, what higher interest rates does is allows them to charge more for their loans. Um, So it's actually a revenue item instead of just a lower cost item, which is really how you drive your business and that's how you drive growth. Um, So, for example, Bank of America reported earnings on Wednesday and they're one of the more asset sensitive banks. So their earnings are more closely tied to what the Federal Reserve does and how they move up and down. And when rates go higher, they could earn more on what they do loan out. So Imani, I got to ask about Goldman Sachs. Uh, The bank reported lower than expected earnings because of pay. Uh, Goldman CEO David Solomon told the FT his bank had to contend with higher wage demands from its employees. Yeah, I think what you're hearing from a lot of banks is that they are willing to pay whatever is necessary to kind of keep the top talent coming into their industry and retain them and keep them from going into rival banks, but also different industries like tech or consulting that also pay pretty well, um, but maybe aren't associated with the hours. So I think what they're trying to do is pay for street cred a lot of ways, but really just stay competitive on talent in a way that they haven't necessarily had to do in years before. Another thing, and you know, this is something that you and I have talked about before, is that you know, banks are planning to spend heavily on, on tech, right? A lot of the banks are talking about spending more, increasing their technology budgets to kind of fend off fintech competitors or just uh, shore up their infrastructure that's kind of been around for decades and decades. But I think that the pandemic and 2021 especially was just kind of this wake-up moment for a lot of banks. Um, And now they're ready to look more like technology companies. Imani Moise is the FT's U.S. banking correspondent.
As Russia maintains its threatening stance towards Ukraine, Western powers have been warning of more economic sanctions. But it's not clear if they would work. Our Moscow bureau chief Max Seddon spoke to us about how Russia's been working to insulate itself against more prohibitive Western sanctions. Russia is nowhere near as entwined in the global financial system as it was before 2014. They've done a lot of work to reduce that. And in, in as much as it is possible to be ready for something like this, they have spent the last seven, eight years stress testing uh, every scenario, the Iran scenario, the North Korea scenario. And when you speak to people in and around the regime, they acknowledge that uh, it could be painful, but they feel like they're pretty much ready for it. If Russia were to invade Ukraine, the West has threatened Russia with sanctions. How effective would those sanctions be? I think you have to look at what is the actual goal of the sanctions. If it's inflicting pain on the Russian economy and making it so that various uh, daughters of uh, Putin's friends, bankers, can't go skiing in, in Chamonix, then yes, they can be pretty effective. But in terms of actually getting Russia to change its policy, to give back Crimea, to stop the war in eastern Ukraine, then that hasn't been successful. And that is a problem that Western policymakers really have to reckon with, is that the effect of the sanctions politically in Russia has been that it's made everyone rally around the flag. The hope was that the oligarchs would go to, to Putin and say, hey, I really, vis I really miss visiting my, my Swiss chalet. Can you please give, give Crimea back or the Russian people would be upset that they can't get any more Parmesan cheese and there would be people writhing in the streets. And that hasn't happened. Uh, people, If people are missing something, they, they blame the West for, for passing the sanctions. And at a, at a political level, it's just uh, become a kind of patriotic test. Wow. So is there anything the West can do in order to sway Russia? If there is, we haven't seen it. And part of the problem is that after the end of the Cold War, there was this thinking in the West that the more globalization happened, the more integrated countries like like Russia became with with the global financial system, then that would make it more more difficult for wars to happen, and these countries would come closer together. But something we've seen uh, both with the Chinese trade war and now with the sanctions issue with Russia is actually it makes it more difficult to stop these geopolitical flare-ups because the West is just as dependent on Russia because Russia sells so much oil and gas. You know, European leaders have admitted this, that you just can't turn off over overnight. There's already an energy crisis. So that is something that there really isn't a good answer for on the Western side, is how to reduce Europe in particular and Germany, its uh, own interdependence on the Russian economy. Yeah, so sanctions would kind of be shooting itself in the foot. Speaking of sort of the same concept here, uh, Russia's war chest comes at a cost to the Russian economy and, and to Russians, doesn't it? It does. You could argue that the greatest cost from the sanctions isn't actually what they do to the Russian economy, but what Russia has has done to be prepared to defend against them. Because when you have such a conservative uh, fiscal policy, obviously it limits growth and investment. And you saw that during the coronavirus pandemic, where a group of economists wrote an open letter to Putin saying, this is the rainy day, it is here, this is time to spend the money and uh, get, get out of the pandemic. And Russia didn't spend a cent. And now Russia has one of the world's highest death rates from the pandemic. It's, it's also obviously when you don't have a lot of uh, investment, it's a barrier to growth. One of the big 
problems for, for Putin domestically right now is uh, inflation, which is skyrocketing. And at the same time, Russians' incomes have been going down. They're down more than 10% since uh, the, the annexation of, of Crimea. So obviously, when you're prepared for sanctions, that limits your ability to invest at home. But at the same time, if, if you're Putin, you look at a country like Iran or, or even North Korea, the regimes are still looking pretty secure, and they've been able to stand up to the West and challenge the, the United States in quite a lot of ways very effectively. That's super interesting. Max Seddon is the FT's Moscow Bureau Chief. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Mark. Before we go, Hong Kong authorities are worried about people catching COVID from animals. They've culled more than a thousand hamsters in the process. Now, residents are nervous that their own pets will be targeted, so they're trying to get their pups and their kitties and their rabbits out. But that's been hard. Hong Kong's super-tough anti-COVID border restrictions have led to flight cancellations and driven up cargo rates. Pet owners remain undeterred. The FTA reports that many are grouping together and chartering jets to escape with their pets. As for the cost, one consultant says it's about 150,000 Hong Kong dollars, that's 20,000 U.S. dollars, to transport a Labrador retriever and its owner to the U.K., You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.